Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground, where we collaborate with trusted educators from around the world to ignite and empower a passionate community committed to revolutionizing education from the inside out. Join me as we create our lives and our cultures on purpose. This is the Conscious Educator Playground. Let's play. Happy Thursday. I don't know why I forget what day it is so often. How many of us still feel like we are in this time warp of just the craziness of the world? I just want to take a minute um, and send much love out to everyone impacted by the war that's going on in the Ukraine. Um, I was just on a call with um, some friends of mine that are are personally connected with friends and family and businesses and, and all of that. And so my heart is definitely um, with you all and just wanting to wrap everyone in a big, big hug. It is not easy <clears throat> and it's challenging as we think about still living in daily life. I'm, I'm in New Hampshire right now, um, you know, on my city dating tour enjoying, you know, a beautiful sunny day after it snowed beautifully yesterday. And so grateful that I am where I am. And yet at the same time, holding space with those that are currently in bomb shelters and have been there for weeks. And none of that is okay in my soul. Um, and <clears throat> so I just wanted to take a minute and, and honor um, all of us that no matter what the situation, that we may be holding both. <clears throat> we may be holding like gratitude and excitement and love and fun in, in areas of our life. And then we have other areas where it could potentially be deep grief or sadness or anger or frustration or whatever. And if no one else is giving you this permission, I'm going to give you permission. It's okay to hold both. It's okay to feel both. We are in a yes and world where we always have opposites happening in the world. There's always these, these things happening that make us feel sometimes torn. Like, like I'm not, I feel guilty for, for laughing. Do I feel guilty they, when other people like, don't even have a home. And yet when we live in, in a place of, of empathy, right. And we can care and have compassion and do what we can. And we get to nurture ourselves as well. And so a lot of what we're talking about on these mini masterclasses is how do we show up as the unique, amazing humans that we are in all facets of life? And how do we create our environments on purpose? How do we create not only our internal environment on purpose, because we've all got our committees up, upstairs, right? <laughs> we, need to, we, need to, we need to figure out what culture is going on in here um, and align it with our heart and our soul and, and our intuition. And then we have our cultures within our families and our friends and our organizations and um, all of these different circles that we get to run in. And it all starts here. So today I'm it's super close to home. Those of you that, that read my email um, <clears throat> kind of know what's resonating with me right now when it comes to belonging. There's, it's that word. It's like, 
I kind of know what it means, but do I really know what it means? Do I know what it feels like? Do I know what, like, when have I belonged? Have I been in places in my life where it's like, yep, these are my people? I absolutely have. Um, and still am to this day. And I'm super grateful for that. And I also have environments where my nervous system's like, do I belong here? Is this my place? Like, I don't know. And even looking back to um, being raised by a single mom, <clears throat> but I'm half Mexican. So going to visit my dad and my grandparents and all my cousins that I don't speak Spanish, unfortunately. Someday, maybe I'll, I, I'm linguistically challenged. Someday, hopefully I'll overcome that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's another topic. Um, but again, even in my own family growing up, it was like, where do I belong? Being half Mexican, half white, it's like, where, where is my place? Where do I fit? And my older sister and I have, have talked about this most recently as we're, we're, we're writing our book. Um, and writing a book is a very, very cathartic, I think that's the right word, um, process. I'm like, Shiba, you're better at English than I am. You're going to have to help my, my language skills today. <laughs> so, um, but belonging is, is like this, we talked about acceptance and inclusivity last week. And that is almost like others, right? Whereas belonging is this truly intrinsic thing because other people can accept us and include us, but do we feel like we belong in order to be our true selves in that space? And so much of my identity growing up put me in a place where I didn't know. And I didn't know that I didn't know, right? We don't know, we don't know until we know we don't know. I think I said that right. Uh, and so Shiva, if you want to chime in with me on this one, the, I feel like I'm talking in, in circles. Hopefully this is resonating with, with someone and um, feel free to chime in on the chat and let me know your thoughts around the word, just the word belonging and what that means to you. And, and if you want to come on video, definitely raise your hand and, and I'll, um, I'll include you on video. So Shiva, what, like when you think about that word belonging, you think about your own evolution as a human and your own experiences, what does that mean to you? Um, so for me, and I, I had a similar experience to you as well, um, Sandy, being biracial myself, um, not really being able to fit in that way. But I think, you know, just in this journey, um, and I'll, I'll just give this example when um, shout out to all of my friends over at the University of Illinois, <laughs> Urbana-Champaign. <laughs> but when I was in my, um, my library program, it was the first time here I was with these beautiful, brilliant people. And I didn't feel black or female. I just felt like I was a part of something. That was bigger than me, if that makes sense. Beautiful way to describe that. I love that. Thank you. That, and, but that's exactly what it felt like. I wasn't, I didn't have to feel like I needed to be in any of these boxes mm -hmm. that were so, you know, prevalent my whole life, right? Uh, you have to be an artist or you're an athlete or you're a this or you're a that. But, you know, it took me until I was what, you know, in my late 20s to feel like, I belong, right? I've made friends, very expensive friends, but very beautiful friends. <laughs> All of our college friends, right? But, but it was just a place where 
I was valued for who I was, not for what I was. And that's what belonging feels like to me when we can all find that commonality Mm or even if there's no commonality where people are still like, okay, it's fine. You can be here with us. And, and there's that, that safe word again, right, Sandy, Mm -hmm. where you feel safe in that space with others. Yeah. Michelle, I I love your comment. Um, Everybody longs to belong. Yeah. That sense of belonging is a, like, it is a basic human need. It's in the foundation of Maslow's hierarchy and, and finding our, our tribe, right. It's, it's that these are my people and it, it just, resonates and and is almost that that missing link and so you know as a 47 year old woman like I'm still trying to find my my place I have a lot of groups of people where I belong which is great but I haven't found my energetic like place on the planet when um growing up in Big Bear was lived there for 16 years of my life, moved there when I was 13 or when I was three, sorry, not 13. Um, and we moved in I had eight different houses living up there. And that has an impact on your nervous system that what is home? What does that mean? And so I know the, the logic side of it, home is where your heart is and home, like all, all of those cliches that are true. Um, and there is an energetic difference as I was driving. So I landed in, in Boston um, Sunday night, spent the night there because I landed super late and then driving up to New Hampshire, there was a true energetic shift as I got out of the city of Boston and into the, it was, it was around Newburyport, um, Massachusetts. When I just, I felt like it just felt more expansive. It felt lighter. It felt like there's a, there's energy in everything. And so really finding that energy that resonates with us, she'd be like, you're talking about when you, when you find your expensive friends, cause you've all paid to be there together. Um, <laughs> we're all going to start calling our college friends, our expensive friends now. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's, you just know, when that is, and in the way that you described it, of I wasn't black, I wasn't female, I just was, and that's when you get to know, right? And being able to trust that, I think that that's one of the key components. We talk about like being safe to be our authentic selves, but trusting ourselves to know when it's not aligned, because. What happens when you have a, a group of people together where everyone is out of alignment and no one feels like they belong? You're not getting anything accomplished. You're not on the same page with your mission, vision, values. You're just all kind of wonky and working in silos and, and it doesn't end up working for your teams. Um, and then, I mean, we all have stories or experiences of disjointed families or disjointed friend groups or disjointed workplaces. And if we can like pull it back to, well, how do we create these cultures of belonging? How do we get to this place where we truly are aligned within ourselves and we just are a match? 
to where we are and where we choose to be on a daily basis. So Shiva, when you're um, thinking about your experiences and, and in the different schools that you've worked in, what work did it take internally to get you to that place of this is where I belong? That's a great question. There's a very beautiful question. Um, right. No, but when I think about that um, from someone who's been at different schools and who also moved around quite a bit, I think for me, the internal work was really loving and valuing myself. Right. So instead of being, instead of home always being there, there, and there, I had to establish that home was here first. And then, so if this is the house, right, if I'm the house, then the people that might, you know, stop by may be welcome or not. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of how, and I hope that that's a good metaphor for how I set that up, but I think that that's how I was able to feel like I belonged in different places. Once I was able to center myself and go, wow, you know, I, I'm of value, right? This is what I bring to this place. Then I was able to see things from different eyes and then, you know, find my way a little bit easier with those, you know, in whatever school or environment I was working. Yeah. So that's how I did that. Yeah, it's, um, it's an inside job, right? It very much is. And, you know, we, talk, we talked last week about the acceptance and inclusivity and, and that, that's kind of a team sport, right? Um, aside from the, the internal acceptance, right? Accepting and loving yourself. But that's more, you know, connected to really re resonating with where you belong. And as we navigate through these these layers of evolving as humans and creating these environments where we get to thrive and work, therefore our students get to thrive and learn, it, it does take effort, right? It doesn't happen on accident. These cultures don't get designed just because we say we want them. They get designed with, with intentionality and, and with actually showing up on purpose each day to say, this is who I'm showing up as. And even as, as I started at the beginning of this call, uh, it's, I owned who I was showing up as at the beginning of this call. I just started, this is what's on my heart. And this is, this is where I'm at. Um, and Ward, I, I agree with you that sense of belonging is created by the admin and the leadership. It's also created from within and it's created from that sense of confidence. And knowing that this is who I am and this is, this is how I operate and this is what makes me thrive. And when you don't have that alignment with your leadership or your administration and there's unintentional diminishing characteristics and behaviors that are happening and kind of derailing that confidence, then obviously it's not the right fit. You're not in values alignment, right? And, and Ward, you and I have had some great conversations around that, around values alignment. And, and sometimes it's okay to walk away, right? It's okay to say, 
this is not my place. This is not where I belong. It's not where my nervous system feels safe. It's not where I feel like I can be my authentic self. And unfortunately, when we have leaders that, that aren't um, making culture a priority, not because they don't want to, but because they don't know how, right? Or they've just run out of ways that they do know how and they're stuck. So if we look at and, and have a generosity of assumption that everyone is doing the best they can, no matter what role they're in, no matter what position they have, no matter what their title is, all of those things is we're all doing the best we can with the information we have and the experiences that we have and the beliefs that have, have um, gotten us to where we are. And if we lead from that generosity of assumption and we approach others from that place and we found our sense of belonging, like I know my value in the world. I know, right? I know who I am. And I can now have a conversation with you and say, hey, I need to circle back with you on something. The other day when XYZ, I, it didn't resonate with me. I, I felt diminished. I, I know you didn't intend to. And, and owning your part versus being in a blame state, right? Um, and the difference, Michelle, as you're um, noting in the chat, like the difference between leaders and managers um, is really an evolution of consciousness. It's not an intentional, it's what has been modeled for them and what they believe their job is. So oftentimes we put on these different hats and it can be in our personal lives as well. What does it mean to be sister? What does it mean to be brother? What does it mean to be husband? What does it mean to be what? And we have this um, unwritten expectation in the back of our mind of what that means, right? based upon what we've witnessed in life. And so what it means to be anti to me is A, B, C, but I, no one's ever given me that job description. No one's ever told me like, this is what it means. And same goes for leadership. Different people have had different experiences with different leaders and we will unintentionally adopt some of those characteristics because that's what we should be doing. And it's not necessarily conscious. Sometimes it is. And I'm not saying that there's not unhappy, angry people in the world, because there are. But at the core of that behavior is unhappiness and a level of trauma or lack of, of learning how to evolve their consciousness to take their power back, to not be a victim of, of whatever has happened in their life still to this day. And, and there's different things. There, there's so much, you know, it's not a PTSD conversation or anything like that. That's a whole other <clears throat> set of circumstances. Um, and at the same time, there's, there's a lot of little T's. If we talk about trauma, there's big T's and little T's. There's a lot of little T's that happen on a daily basis. And Michelle, to, to your point, probably coming from people who feel like leadership is micromanagement, is that I need to control you in order to get the best out of you versus I get to be a leader who ignites your inner genius and finds the best in you and makes you feel like you belong because I'm going to do that on purpose every day to be inclusive, to create environments where everyone feels like you've got a warm hug wrapped around you and it is safe to be your authentic self and, and it is values aligned. And we interview for values alignment and we hire for values alignment and 
we actually terminate for lack of values alignment as well. Um, and I know that in schools, it's, it's sometimes challenging to, to fire, um, yet there's a way to have the peer-to-peer accountability of this is who we are and this is how we do things here. <clears throat> and create that sense of belonging, that sense of pride in your environment. And you do that with, with teamwork in your teams. But if you don't start with all of the individuals knowing their worth, right? Knowing where they belong, knowing who they are, it's so, you're, you're missing the foundational piece. And so it's, it's looking at it as like layers of a cake, right? You can't, <laughs> can't put the, the icing on until you have the, the, the flour and the sugar and I don't know how to make a cake. Um, so <laughs> <clears throat> right? You, you, have to, you have to start from the foundation. The foundation happens within our own internal culture. And um, yeah, Michelle, I'm reading your, your comment, the astrology, the key to understanding yourself um, in the 12 houses and uh, wealth dynamics and talent dynamics. There's, there's so many layers of, of learning that we can get into that, that help us to understand our own evolutionary journey. And what, what we're putting together, um, Sheba and I have kind of been working in the background on the, the curriculum for our Culture 101 micro school. So we're going to be um, kind of diving deeper. If you guys are enjoying these mini masterclasses, we're going to be diving deeper into um, the curriculum of evolving our consciousness at the 101 level, which means that it is truly about us as individuals and how do we really um, own our inner power and our inner strength and get to a place where we get to be the unique, amazing humans that we are, and then we get to create our team cultures, and then we get to create our organizational cultures from that. And so in doing so, I'm actually going to share with you guys the, and a lot of you have seen this before, um, and I'm going to try to make it a little bit bigger. Because as we're talking about these different um, levels, <clears throat> this infographic is just a good um, representation of how we evolve as individuals um, and really where that sense of belonging comes in is, is really in this teamwork um, and values alignment space, right? Uh, and, and really feeling that once we have our individual self-reliance power, then we start to feel a sense of belonging within our teams and, and then we can grow into this authentic trusting environment here. Um, in the blue level. So what we're, what we're going to be navigating through from a curriculum perspective in Culture 101 is a deep dive. So it's three weeks um, of 90 minutes, three times a, a week. Uh, we're going to, the first week we're going to spend on really honing in on how to grow roots within our own internal culture um, in the first three levels here in the red, orange, and yellow. And then in week two, we're going to go into yellow, green, and blue, and really make sure that, that we've grown roots for ourselves um, individually there. And then um, in week three, we'll go into blue, indigo, and violet. And um, really just taking a dynamic, deep dive into who we are and how we own our power, right? We own the unique, amazing humans that we are, and then we get to create our, all of our environments around us in, in a really meaningful way. So 
I'm super excited about that. Um, tomorrow we're going to be launching the the website with all the information about Culture 101. So we'll we'll post that so you guys can take a look and see if it's something. We're going to be doing a, a buy one get one free uh, offer for the first week or so. Um, I forget what day we're we're running that until. But for you and a friend that want to to jump in and do this work together and really get to a place where we make our schools great places to work because we ourselves are celebrating the unique, amazing humans that we are. And we get to then start doing that in our teams. And we can really create this grassroots effort of revolutionizing revolutionizing education from the ground up because we're doing it from the inside out. And we're really designing our lives on purpose every day. And that's our, our wish and our mission in everything that we're doing at Educator Dynamics is to create this conscious educator movement that our schools become great places to work so that they are naturally great places to learn. And it's not about a specific program. It's not about anything like that. It truly is about who we're all showing up as together and locking arms and going, we got this. We're in this together. We're not waiting for the governmental entity or the powers that be to make the decisions for us. We're, we're actually taking our power back and as conscious educators, revolutionizing education because we know how and, and we get to do it from our position of strength. So I'm super grateful for you all being here. Um, Shiba, did you have any final words before we hop off on belonging? Sure. No, I'm just, um, I'm so happy that you said um, belonging really is just about having that confidence. And even though we know leadership plays a huge role in how, you know, belonging goes or the culture of belonging is at, is at a school, as teachers, we have to be confident enough to know for our students that we have so much to give them and so much to learn from them as well. So even if there's things going on in the building, we can still create that culture of belonging in our classrooms. And if that's the power that we have, let's start there and let's do the work. Love it. Love it. High five, Sheba. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for being here. I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for joining the Conscious Educator Playground. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Conscious Educator Playground Facebook group. You can find me at Sandra Marie Herrera across all socials. I look forward to seeing you on the playground again soon. Cheers to another week living your life on purpose.